Hello, hello, everyone. You're back for another episode of It's Tempting Pod with Casey and Erin. Okay, you guys, this is the part two to our episode eight recap. Um, It's a doozy, you guys. We talk about final bonfires, all sorts of crazy shit. It's overwhelming. (laughs) It's emotional. We hope you enjoy it. Any thoughts, Erin, before we dive into this shit? Ugh, it's just a lot. I feel like this is like the first bonfire that I actually got like emotional myself and Mark genuinely like talked to them and like talked some sense into some of them. This was a good one. This was a good episode. It made me honestly a little, a little uh, teary eyed at points, you know? Yeah, man. It's emotional. We're we're getting into, into some deep shit. Um, yeah. Okay, you guys, we hope you guys enjoy part two. Love you all. Love you guys. I'm just going to say this. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. And I've been yeah. around the block. I've yeah. been a bullshitter. Seriously. I'm yeah. not kidding. Like uh, college, all of this, yeah. you know, I you can't bullshit a bullshitter. And I feel like it's very hard for me to not see I don't know. I'm just, I'm just seeing a little bit of maybe I'm trying to escape and I'm going to tell you this lightly, but really I know I don't want to be with you. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like I, yeah, it's unfortunate because yeah, she put all her fucking eggs in that basket and Edgar is sailing off into the sunset with Marissa. So well, what I will say too is I just, I'm starting to not understand, like, right now, Jillian has not seen Edgar do anything, but she's already planning to possibly leave with Tommy. So I I just don't understand how, um, if he does anything or like him having sex, how that could be worse than what is happening right now on her end emotionally and actually Casey I did want to ask you this what do you think is worse emotionally cheating or physical cheating um I think the thing that would hurt most is emotional because we talked about we talked about this in one of our very first episodes um had like guys can have sex with anyone and even some girls can have sex with anyone. Mm-hmm. And there's no emotional connection at all. But once emotions get involved, that's like, that's different. That's yeah, that's different. You can have, you can have a very, very deep emotional connection with someone and like really, really care about someone, if not love them and never have had sex with them. Yeah. Yeah. Having sex, you can have sex with someone and never speak to them again. And it's like nothing, you know? So I think emotional is a lot deeper. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean, when I went on the island, that was like my big thing. My big thing was just like the emotional aspect of it all. Like I was like, I feel like I'll be more upset if I heard things or saw an emotional connection than I did physical. So I'm just like, I'm honestly torn with the Jillian Edgar situation because – I feel like he kind of hit his breaking point and like she thus far hasn't seen him have sex and she's still planning a future with Tommy. So it's like, well, I think like, I think she, I mean, didn't we kind of say that she was like done with him from day one? Yeah. Like it feels like she, she wasn't in love anymore. You know, like that's the vibe that I've always got. And it's kind of felt like they just, 
grew she grew out of him. Yeah. And he was still hanging on for like dear yeah. life. Yeah. So he really was. Perfect. I don't know. But also he doesn't just have a sexual connection. He has an emotional one as well. Like it's both with Marissa. It's not just sex. Mm, I don't really th- – I don't think it's that deep though. He just says a bunch of like philo- philosophical shit and it's uh, – to me it doesn't really seem – Philosophical shit. I'm dead. <laughs> like it doesn't seem as genuine as Jillian and Tommy's. Truly. Yeah. I think it's more just like you're my queen – like, and I'm going to treat you as one. Or, like, I feel like I've met you in my past life. Like, it's all kind of, like, I don't want to say bullshit, but it seems like, you know, a little corny kind of bullshit. Like, Tommy and Jillian are making out. They're in the confessional saying this. They're they're talking deeply. Like, she's yeah. like, you make me crazy. Like, that's some passionate shit, dude. And, like, yeah. that's real. Said, that shit is real. She said, I, she said, you torture me. I was like, oh, shit. That's, like. But that, yeah, dude, I've but I've been there, man. It's like same. I I'm telling you right now. I literally yeah. see a lot of myself in Jillian, straight up. But like my big thing re- is, it's like yeah. that. That is real. Tommy and Jillian shit is real. It's real. With Edgar and Marissa. It's just a bunch right. of words right. thrown together that don't have meaning behind it. You're right. I actually now that I'm thinking about it, because we're gonna get into them at the party later. Like when they're like making out and in the confessional, you can tell like they are like so it's like almost they're like it's, addicted to each other. No, like it's, it's honestly like, like super yeah. hot. It's they like super cute, super hot though. She's like staring at him. I'm like, bitch, they I love can't this shit. keep their hand. Yeah, and they can't keep their hands off of each other. It's like they just touch each other and it just escalates immediately and they keep trying yes. to stay away and it's just yeah, the passion is there, like a hundred percent with them. So no, yeah. I get it. I've been there, and that shit's fucking crazy. So I, <laughs> I definitely see that in those two. I don't see that same like passion fireworks sparks flying with Edgar and Marissa at all. Not at You're all. Right. Not at all. I agree. I just completely I forgot about that. This whole part we we're about to talk about. Okay, so. All I'm going to say, now we're getting into the two different um, villa parties. So the guys' villa party sucks always. I hate their fucking parties. But LaSalle's (laughs) and fucking Trace are just dropping L-bombs like nobody's business. So that's fucking weird. (laughs) So that's really all I had to say about that party. My jaw actually dropped. I don't know why it keeps dropping because, like, I shouldn't be surprised by this. (laughs) I know, right? Absurdity. (laughs) But, like, I truly am. When she said it back, my jaw hit the floor. And then they're talking about their future together. And I'm just like, I know. And she said it like, she said it so casually too. It like totally slipped out. You can tell it even surprised her because like it just came out so natural. I just need to know, honestly, like why they're not making out. Like, why are you guys doing that? Little kisses. I, I want to make out. <laughs> Fucking make out. He, Get a little tongue like, in there. I, I am not kidding. When I look at LaSalle's, I, I picture someone who would just like pick you up, throw you over their shoulder, like, oh, you know, walk you yeah. upstairs or like, you know, he just is like the little like bare minimum, like three kisses yeah. in a row, two, two, two. And then it's Dad, done. No. I'm like, bro, I need more from the two of you. If you want my support, I'm going to need to see you guys make out. <laughs> yeah. If you want my support. Yeah, you're right. I kind of wonder why. Maybe because she's, maybe she's just not down until they're like official. But yeah, mm-hmm. dude, we need to make out. The girls' villa parties. 
these parties are so damn good and so fucking lit. I'm shook. So lit. So lit. So lit. Like the music, the vibes, the outfits, the confetti. I'm just like, these parties might be some of the best parties thrown out of every single season on on all of them. Like I am so fucking down for these parties. And Denim Deke, fucking hilarious. I'm here for it. Denim Deke. I'm Denim Deke. The outfit, the hairdo. Throwing a rager, I love everything. It. Everything. The dance and then off. They have a dance off. Yep. The dance, <laughs> the dance off. off. Tommy, freaking hilarious. Did you Dude. hear? Did you hear what Jillian said when Tommy started dancing? My did she I, say like my man or something like that? She literally said, "Oh yes, honey, let's go." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, okay, sis, like okay. claim your man, claim your man." No, like, she definitely, right. she definitely did. I the fucking dance with T- Deke back flipping, yeah. and then his like lap dance. <laughs> I was like, he had, these guys. He, he had his back legs all back over legs top on of each Iris. side of I'm Iris. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of lap dance we needed from the freaking guys villa when we were cringing. We needed a little deke action, okay? That's the commitment. Right? Keep it light and playful, but also, like, kind of hot, deke. I'm digging the denim. Exactly. Um, And then I was like, if he didn't win this dance off, I would have been pissed because no one else compared. No, yeah. Yeah, no one else, 100%. Um... And then back to the fucking back to the fucking girls villa, which is like Uh-oh. boring as hell. But like, this is our favorite part, bitch. This is, our, is favorite, our favorite like- part. <laughs> and we honestly, always circle back to this, and I love it. Honestly, though, like the editors must fucking hate Trace. <laughs> like they must. Like honestly, like they. <laughs> I have a vendetta against this girl, okay? I cannot breathe. (laughs) No, like, I'm not trying to, like, call them out right now, but we know how it works. They fucking don't like her. There's no fucking way that production likes her, that the editing team likes her. Like, (laughs) there's no way. Because he's talking about how much he loves her to the other girls. They're cheersing to how much he loves her. And then the cameraman just pans to Trace and she's just pissed in a corner. Just literally pissed. like this. Like just plotting. Fuming. Like fucking plotting. Plotting oh my God. and fuming. The cam- and I wrote again, all caps, cameraman deserves a raise because it's just like back and forth, back and forth. Like LaSalle's talking incredible things about Trace. Trace looking like not a little cuckoo for Coco. <laughs> back to freaking, <laughs> back to LaSalle's. I just can't. This poor girl, dude. They, they, yeah. And also, side note, when he finally realized that she's upset and like he, she pulls him aside and she's like full blown crying. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. like, is she really crying right now? Like, I just, I th- was like, I thought she was aware of the situation she was in. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like when I was listening to some of the stuff she was saying, I'm like, all right, maybe we missed a chapter because she's yeah. bringing up – she obviously brings up meeting her mom, which we we heard. That's fine. But then she's saying like um, 
moving a- across the country, like all that stuff. And I'm I'm thinking, all right, you guys really talked in depth about in depth. what yeah. you're going to do after this experience. And then I could see how it would be frustrating for Trace to constantly hear LaSalle's talk about Ashley because I think that's what kind of triggered her is that she was or he was explaining to the girls that he did love her, but then he also mentioned Ashley again. I think that he mentioned that he loved her too or was like trying to show her respect. Yeah. So like, in a sense, I see where Trace is coming from. It's more just like, why does she always have to be fucking lurking? Like lurking. And she's, she's in these lurking. like hidden She's like doing it like intentionally. Like she's literally like, I guess she's got to be kind of like following where he goes and then like placing herself somewhere where like no one can see her, but she can still hear it. And it's actually like, it's, it's wild. Like a, a, a little like sneaky though. Like sneaky. Wa- I feel like it's giving, I'm going to go through your phone when you're sleeping. Oh. oh, there's, she's a thousand percent a girl that would go through his phone while he's sleeping. Are you shitting me? She's done that numerous times she like has his eye met her her like exes like anyone she's dated their eye messages are like connected to her iCloud like a hundred percent like she's okay. that kind of girl like but, track tracker under the car yeah no she's yeah I don't and I wonder if her watching the show she realizes like damn like I'm kind of on one because I if I was like that because I've, I've had a little crazy moments in the past when I was younger. Like, I own that shit. But if I saw myself like that on TV, I w- that would kind of check me. I'd be like, yo, I need to chill the fuck out a little bit. Now, quick question before we move on. Because, like, you made a good point. Like, you said, did we miss a chapter? Because she's crying and she's talking about how, he, like, she was going to introduce him to her family. Um, mm-hmm. He was going to come across, move across the country. Do you think she's realized at all that this is love bombing? I feel like a part of her has, but then another part also, you know, goes back to liking the attention, thinking maybe like someone will change for you. Like I I just feel like he seems like he's very good at manipulating her as he – is with Ashley. And like, I don't know, because I feel like when you're being love bombed, sometimes you don't know when it's happening. You almost think that you're just the, you're different and that this person is different and going to change for you. And you're that 1% that like, they actually mean it and all that stuff. I, cause I don't know. I feel like I've been love bombed too. And in the moment you almost don't realize you, you just hope and pray that it's exactly what it's being presented as. Do you want to know what a therapist just told me recently? And I was like, I would, my mind was fucking blown. I was blown. To okay. So I was talking to her about how in the past, like I've definitely been love bombed by like exes mm-hmm. and I believed it. It's like, I thought that was normal. Like that someone could just like be so in love and like promise you all these fucking crazy things and promise you the world. And that was fucking normal. Like I thought that. And she told me that you can only be love bombed and tricked. And then I made, before I say what she said, now I see love bombing immediately. Like I see it, it's blatant, it's clear. I cannot be love bombed, okay? Like as soon, if someone that I'm like talking to, like for example, on Hinge and Bumble, if a guy is like right off the bat, like saying like, hey baby, and like <laughs> saying all this like fucking crazy ass shit, 
I immediately am like, no, turned off. Like, you don't even fucking know me. Why are you calling me baby? Why are you saying love you? Like, no, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I cannot be love bombed anymore. And this is what she said. (laughs) And it blew my fucking mind. So if you guys are easily offended, I would fast forward over this because I'm about to blow some people's fucking minds. You can only be love bombed if you are also a love bomber. Ooh. Yep. 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 Slam dunk, dude. You can only be love bombed if you too are toxic and a love bomber because you resonate with that and you find Mm. that normal because you do the same fucking shit. What if you're just like a hopeless romantic? (laughs) No, dude, because I'm a hopeless romantic to this day. I am. I believe in love. I believe in fairy tale happily ever after. I believe in true love. I believe in all of that. I truly do. However, you can't fool me and you can't love bomb me. Yeah, yeah. Like I honestly, like I romanticize a lot of things and I've noticed this about myself recently. Like I definitely like will see a situation and I'll like romanticize it, but I won't outwardly express it. Like I'm not going to like, tell you how I feel about you right away or like my expectations and all that stuff. Number no, one, because, because you, I'm not going to scare you away, but also number yeah. two, I don't even know it's real. I know I'm romanticizing like yeah. what's happening. And, but I also feel like Casey, it goes back to like you and I just like becoming very self-aware. Yeah. Like, we're, we've, like, we've we're been self- really, we've been going to therapy and growing and we evolving self- and we've been working on ourselves. Okay? We are self-aware queens. We're accountable queens and we're exactly. self-aware queens. And, and I I'm self-aware that- enough to like recognize, like when she told me that I was like, Oh shit, dude, I back wow. when I was being love bombed. You're right. I was toxic as well. And I was also love bombing. I thought that was fucking normal. And that's wow. why it didn't set off any red flags to me because that behavior was normal for me because I did it fucking too. But now wow. that I'm healed and evolved and I recognize that shit and I'm trying very hard not to be toxic and not be in toxic situations, I recognize love bombing because I am no longer a love bomber. Oh, honestly, is it? that was very well. Yeah, very well said. I needed to hear that myself too. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, that was dude, massive. I know. So maybe that's why she doesn't recognize it, though, because she herself, Ooh. that might be normal for her. Shit, that might be straight up. Fucking crazy, uh, right? Bench, Iris, bench, Iris. <laughs> I was impressed. I was like, oh, okay. Right? Uh, that Back to the party. I was like, okay, we got some fucked up vibes over here with the cells and trace and killed the vibe again. Okay. We can't be funny. Now we're back to being funny again. <laughs> bitch, Iris, bitch, Iris. Fucking love it. Tommy is so fucking drunk. Yeah. Tommy <laughs> and Gillian, they're just so having a drunk. goddamn blast. Honestly, they're making out all party and they end up going to bed together and making out. Like, are we surprised? No. Am I proud? Yes. Keep it up. <laughs> I love too how when they're in the confessional and they're like, oh, we have things to confess. And he's like, my name is Tommy and I like to party. <laughs> I was dead. I love it. But I also did say after seeing this, because again, it's so clear that they are just like, they're both like the alcohols in them. They're feeling each other. They have a connection. The chemistry is there. The sparks are flying. They can't keep their hands off of each other. It's heated. I'm feeling it. Okay. It's passionate. It's wild. Yeah. I wrote, dude, 
she cannot get mad about Edgar. Like she has moved on fully, period, sleeping in bed with him, making out. The passion is crazy. The fireworks are crazy. It's very evident. Like she has moved on. She is in to Tommy, period. That's the thing. And that's why I'm like, I, I kind of, I don't see it as a retaliation. Honestly, I don't. I see it as someone who really, really fought and held on as long as they could and then saw their significant other forming a connection that went deeper than emotional and physical. And he kind of got fed up and was like, well, now I want to explore my options because you're doing it full throttle. Like, I don't see it as retaliation. I don't. Because again, she thus far doesn't know that Edgar has had sex with someone else. So these are her own actions that she's doing without even knowing what he's done. And And that is more – I've said it – honestly, I've probably said it since like episode two. It's more than just kissing. I don't care about the rules. That is more than just kissing. That's some passion. Them at the party, that – yeah, dude, that was – because you can just feel the like tension between them like through the screen. Like I can't even imagine – like when they were on the couch and they spilled the drink and like all the guys were like, oh, like – Everyone can feel it, okay? Like, they're just, like, electrifying, you know? Like, it's, like, you can feel it through the screen. Right. And that's the thing, though. It's, like, I fucking love it. Like, I actually really do. I'm here for it. I have never, like, I have never retracted this statement. I seriously enjoy watching Jillian and Tommy together. Like, I actually do. So, it's, like, I'm totally for it. It's just all right, well, we can't have double standards. Like, you know, you got to call a spade a spade at one point and you're in control of your own actions, as is Edgar. So you're living in the moment. Now it's his turn to do the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I'm here. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it's very realistic. So we're – um. I think now we're just kind of like everyone's hanging out in the villas. It's like the next day, right, during the day? Yes. The guys, when we're at the girls' villa and the different single guys are kind of just like talking about the Blake and Ashley and LaSalle situation and they're being realistic, kind of like talking shit on the balcony and they're like, the guys just know that she's not going to walk away from a seven-year relationship and like Blake kind of has to prepare for that. I thought that was very realistic because it's like any normal fucking human being, I keep saying it, is not going to walk away from a seven-year relationship on a reality television show. Like so – I think that's like realistic on the guy's part for them to be like a little worried for Blake. And I also think that the way that they're talking so um, like positively about Blake goes to yeah. show that Blake's actually a good person behind the scenes too. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like they're so concerned about him and him getting fucked over that yeah. – yeah, I feel like the way that the guys are talking about Blake so positively goes to show that like behind the scenes when the cameras aren't running – that he's actually a good person because they're concerned that he's going to get his heart broken. And I feel like if he was a fuck boy or if he like, you know, flipped a switch when no one was around, they wouldn't say that, you know, outwardly, but they are. So that's where I'm like, ugh, I feel bad for Blake. I really hope, I don't know. I don't want to say I feel bad for Blake just yet because I hope that Ashley and him continue, but I just do hope he doesn't get his heart broken because he is very into her. You can tell. Yeah, no, I'm a little worried for him. I think he's going to get his heart broken. I just, I don't see how he's not, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Okay, so this is where we're back to 
the girls' villa. And this is kind of where I am back to – I'm a little confused because I've always kind of been like Taylor is not in to Ash. Like he doesn't have feelings for Ash. I don't think it's real. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's legit. But this is kind of the first moment where Taylor and Ash are like sitting on the balcony and she's kind of venting a little bit and he's kind of – telling her like Hanya isn't for her and what are your thoughts on that whole conversation? And then it kind of escalates later. We'll get more into it, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like, I've definitely see that he's a little concerned that it feels like he's a little concerned. I don't know. Like this was my initial reaction to what I was seeing. I felt like Ash was trying to get Taylor to say that he won't leave. Like, I felt like she kept saying. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, what if he's the only one that won't leave? And she kept, like, leaving a window, like, a little gap for him to be like, I'm here, I'm not going to leave. And he just was not saying it. Either it went right over his head or he didn't mean it. And that's the one thing I will tell, like, give to Taylor. He's not going to feed you some bullshit. Yeah. It seems like he physically is not capable of doing it because we've yet to see him say that he likes her. We've yet to see him show, honestly, any real emotion other than the physical t- physicalness. And yeah. I feel like he's not a bullshitter in that sense where he's not going to tell someone what they want to hear if it's not true. Yeah. And I mean, That's- I could be completely off, but it was like she was kind of fishing or waiting for him to be like, I'm here, like I'm not going to leave. That was the vibe I got and he wasn't saying it. You're right. It does kind of seem like she was fishing in that moment. But I Mm -hmm. think later when him and Jillian are like on the day bed chatting it, um, let's just get into that. And then we'll talk about Deke and James in the pool. So I just think like, there's obviously tension between Ash and Taylor after that conversation. Like he kind of leaves her in the kitchen. She kind of notices, you can tell like, it's just not the same. Mm -hmm. And, I even wrote like I'm confused now because it kind of seems like he does have feelings because you don't like act like that if you don't have feelings for someone, you know, and then he walks outside and him and Jillian are on the daybed and they're kind of chatting about their their different situations like she's kind of venting to him. He's Mm -hmm. venting to her. And um, I kind of hear what both of them are saying. Like she's kind of upset and worried because like she's in a very hot and cold, complicated situation. And then he's kind of like, what the hell? Like now all of a sudden Ash is like bringing up Hanya and how he's the only guy that's going to be there for her. So I don't really know what to think. So I definitely see your point of view that Mm -hmm. she might've just been fishing and he wasn't taking the bait, but it kind of seems like he's kind of in his feels at the same time. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's because like, I'm so used to Taylor having a hard exterior that it's just like not the norm right now and I'm not used to it. But like because I do see that day bed, he was. It seemed like he was kind of like they were both venting to each other that they're in like complicated situations, and it was like if he doesn't care, he's not going to, he's not going to say anything. Yeah, like I think that Taylor is kind of panicking a little bit because Ash keeps bringing up like the video message. I think, and he's scared that that video message is going to set her back. You know what I mean? Like, I think ever since that message, she's kind of questioning. I don't really know what she's questioning because they don't go over it on the show much, but maybe just like if she was a little too hard or like just, you know, am I making the right decision? I don't know. I don't know what she's questioning, but Taylor feels that same way as well, you know? Yeah. 
Yep. So that's really all I had to say about that. Um, really quick. I just want to touch on how Deke and James talking about Luke in the pool. They definitely had some harsh things to say, but they yeah. were all the things that I was thinking when, when I first met Luke before we saw his growth. And I know we've already kind of touched that on that in this episode, but I think everything that Deke and James is saying is valid considering how Luke was like and what they heard from the get go. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, kinda, I was impressed with both of them. Cause I was like, dang, like these are guys that actually know like how to treat a woman. I mean, <laughs> and that Luke was not treating a woman yeah. correctly. If you're, it's hard. If you're constantly hearing stuff about someone, it's very hard not to quickly pass judgment, even though we all like to say we don't judge and X, Y, and Z. It's hard when you're in that situation and you're just like constantly hearing bad things about someone, you know, it's easy to be like, to believe it. So I do understand where they're coming from. It just sucks because like, honestly, I don't think that's Luke at all. Yeah, no, I agree because they're not, they're not getting to see what we're getting to see, right? but they have the same exact opinion I had when I was like, not a Luke fan at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again with fucking Edgar saying, I think me and Marissa are a little more comfortable with each other being intimate. I'm like, well, I would fucking hope so. Like Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) like. I mean, if you're not a little more comfortable with each other after what we all witnessed, I mean, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> okay. Right. Like, God bless. I can't. Good Lord. Um, okay. I really have to talk about all of the single girls talking about Trace by the pool. We have I mean, to touch if, on that. If we're, if we're all thinking it, there's got to be some truth behind it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Because I was like, okay. Because – I've kind of felt bad because I feel like we've just been giving Trace a lot of heat, mm-hmm. but it's like, we're just judging based on what we're watching, which we keep telling everyone. It's like, it's nothing personal. We're, we're judging based on what the footage that's been presented to us. But this conversation right here made me realize me and you are not out of touch regarding nail, the situation. Nail in we the know, coffin solidified. Yeah. Yeah, all of them. Like she's what she, it was Megan, right? She's literally scared to work out with Lascelles because fucking Trace's attitude and jealousy. So all of them. And then I thought it was freaking hilarious how Juicy was like plot twist. What if he goes home with one of us? And then Marissa was like plot twist. What if he goes home with his girlfriend? I was like, she's a fucking goat right then. Like that was so funny and then um just the fact that that whole conversation got put in i said it earlier and i'm gonna say it again it is so fucking clear that the production and editors are not mm-hmm. a trace they were on a mission to light yeah. this girl up like oh, yeah. i don't know what she did to piss some people off but yeah they aren't a fan there's no way they would be editing no. her this way and showing that conversation that all the girls yeah. think that she's jealous and they're all scared of her and they're all like plot twist he's gonna go home with his girlfriend dude they do not they, like this girl they have so much footage they could use and they're choosing yeah. to use these ones and the ones that, that like, are lurking that like- random conversation yeah dude and her lurking yeah she pissed someone off for sure <laughs> i will say though i feel like lascelles and ashley's final bonfire is the is the one bonfire i actually have no fucking idea what's gonna happen oh me either me either it, I, Not I, I i i just have a feeling it is it's gonna be a curveball like we're gonna be like what? i feel like i want to say like he's gonna pick trace but knowing him 
I just don't fucking know. Like, I, I can't know. say that for sure. I have um, no idea. Fucking Edgar saying it's going to really catch her off guard, his bonfire clip. I was like, yeah, I fucking think maybe it is. And we'll get into how her reaction later. But yes. she definitely did not think he was capable of that. Um, okay, so we're to the bonfires and it's final bonfire clips. Yes. So holy shit, big moment. Luke's clip. What are your thoughts? Um it was it was a tough one. Like, I mean, it was just really what uh Deke and James talking shit on him, essentially. And then and it was Deke telling her she needs to set old tomatoes and get her standards higher and that whole conversation we talked about. Um yeah, I, I mean, I thought that again, it could always be worse. I feel like with Luke's bonfires, they definitely haven't been terrible. But yeah. what I took away from it the most was just his reaction to it. His reaction, yep, yep. He literally was just, like, super mature. I'm proud of him. And honestly, like, when he said he's creating, like, Luke 2.0 or, like, a 2.0 version, too. I was like, yes. Like, don't let them get to you. And he honestly yeah. was like – he was like, it looks like just a lot of people passing judgment, but, like, I care more about what Iris has to say. And I was yep. like, damn, good for you because – that just goes to show, like, you don't really give a fuck about your image. You care about your relationship. Like, kudos to you. Yeah, no, I actually, because I watched the clip and I was like, oh, this is tough. Like, I wonder how he's going to react to this because that was kind of painful to watch. Like, they had some harsh stuff to say. But as soon as he was like, you know, I'm just going to ignore what the guy said and I'm going to concentrate on me and Iris and like our relationship, that was like, oh, like five gold stars for you. Yep, Two thumbs yep. up. Killed it. And then he was like, I'm just concentrating on creating a version like 2.0. Kill, yes. Killed it again. Wow. Loved it. Passing with flying colors again. And I bet all these guys watching the show are kind of like me and you. I bet they're probably really surprised. Probably. Yeah. Like, you know, how could you not be? Yeah. Um. Okay. LaSalle's clip. He sees her kiss Blake. And then he says that she's on a fantastic path. Mark no, calls he, him out on his bullshit and his mixed messages that he's giving to both girls. And then LaSalle's just continues to admit that he's in love. Just a bunch of bullshit. And just, mm-hmm. I just can't. But he literally says, he's like, these are feelings I haven't had in the longest time being with someone for seven years. That's concerning yeah. because guess what? Yeah. Now, when you marry someone, you're doing life with them. You yeah. don't just like get bored and say, oh, well, that was it. Like, that's a little scary if you can date someone and just be like, you know, the spark wasn't there. So then you move on with someone super quickly because there's a new spark. Obviously, there's going to be a new spark. It's someone new, but you need to put in the work with your old relationship. It's not always going to stay consistently like roses and butterflies and the spark's always going to be there. Like that's not life. That's not real life. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, oh God, fucking yeah! I cannot with that guy. Hanya's clip, the song, and he's just crying. Um, I just all I have to say about his clip is, and when he starts crying, he's just in full blown panic mode. He's not yeah. grasping the reality of the situation. He's in denial. He's in panic mode. He is self aware enough to know that like he fucked up in the past, and this is kind of what brought him to this point. Yeah. But he I just don't think he's fully accepting reality. And that's really all I had to say about his clip. 
I mean, Mark literally called him helpless. Yeah. Not him helpless, but the situation. I will say though, and honestly, like I'm being like super raw and vulnerable on this podcast as are you. And I feel like I kind of put a lot of my dirty laundry out here, but I'm doing it because um, if I can relate, I'm not going to deny that. I'm going to be open as honest as I can. But Hanya said something where he was like, um, I twist other people's words. I twist. He says he twists other people's words into his own. Mm -hmm. And I'm very self-aware and I can admit that I've actually done that before to like benefit me or to like win an argument. I mean, I feel like in a sense, we all probably have once or twice before or like, you know. I feel like, yeah, that's something everyone's done for sure. I actually see where he's coming from and he's admitting to that. And he's like, you know, sometimes I really will just like put words in her mouth and it's like not what she's trying to say. And I've done that shit to people too. And I feel like for him to actually admit that shows that he's making the right steps to like be a better person. Yeah. But this was the first time him crying that I was like, I started to question the yeah. like authenticity of his tears because it did yeah. come off a little, I hate saying it because I'm a Hanya fan, but a little staged or a little yeah. forced. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I hear that. Um, Edgar clip, he sees them in the shower. They definitely made it look a lot steamier than it was. And it definitely made it seem like they weren't wearing bathing suits, even though they were. Yeah. But I'm glad he's not being a hypocrite. Like he washed it and he's like, you know, like I can't really get upset because I'm doing the same thing. Like that was a big step. I think. Yeah. Huge. I think in this moment is when I like him the most. He doesn't seem super angry or vengeful anymore. It's just like, it is what it is. Like she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. And like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it. And I was here for that. Big step. Yeah. He's not blaming her. He's not mad. He's literally like, well, I did what I did. She's doing what she's doing. Like, yeah, we're both here for the ride. Like he's being very accountable. And I like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's so funny. I just wrote this because I was like, this is actually funny. I think it's so weird how Mark still refers to the girls as their girlfriends when like <laughs> these relationships are just absolute shit shows. Are just doomed. Are just doomed. Like he's Literally. like, oh, like you're your girlfriends, you're gonna see them for the while. It's like, dude, how are these people still in relationships? It's so yeah. crazy. Um Okay, so we're going into the girls clips. And one thing that Ashley said is like, they're walking up to the clips. Cause you know, they always like pan into people and it lets you know, like what they're thinking or saying. Yeah. Ashley was like, she's hoping that she's going to see a positive change tonight. I'm like, I don't get how she would think that there's hope for a positive change. Like all it's been is just downhill. Like every single thing that she's seen, I just don't get number one, why she would want it and why she would even think like for one second that she's going to see something positive. Cause when I was in her shoes, I knew none of my clips were going to be good. I knew I would have so much anxiety about bonfires because I knew it was going to be another like fucking outlandish batshit insane thing I was going to see. I don't understand how she thinks it could ever be good. That's what I mean. It's like, but also based off of what you already saw, I would permanently cut that shit off. I wouldn't want him to prove anything else to me. I'd be like, you proved exactly what you needed to to me. And it was that you're not a good person. You're not a good boyfriend. You came here for the wrong reasons and that you're moving on. I would yeah. not care. No offense. Like, 
the deed is done. I would not really care about your growth or what you would have to say moving forward straight up. Like after all yeah. there, I, I don't, I feel like in my mind, it's hard because I'm not in the shoes. I'm not in the situation. Everyone's situation is different. I just can't see myself being like, hopefully he yeah. comes back around, even though he literally said he wants another girl to be his future wife. <laughs> I know. Right. I think too, though, the thing that like me and you have such different, like, mindsets now is because we've already like lived it and been through it. We have. Yeah. You know, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely tough to watch for sure. And that's the thing. It's like doing this podcast. We know it's easier said than done. Like it's so much easier said than done. And that's why it's like, this is all just a recap. We're not passing judgment. It's just, you know, I don't know what anyone's going through. I could just try to break it down and imagine, but yeah, I've never been in that position. Like that exact position or scenario. Yeah. So it's probably a lot harder than how I'm leading it on to be. Yeah. Um, okay. Iris's clip. I, she I don't really have a lot to say about it. Um, I just thought when she said knowing my self-worth and what I deserve, like that's what she's learned and got out of TI. I was like, yeah. girl, fucking claps for you. Like, yeah. love it here for it. If you're going to get leave TI with anything, like that's the thing to leave TI with. Like I loved that. Yeah. And she was crying and those were like genuine tears. Like you could tell. So genuine. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I just put that. I'm like super proud of her and that she says that she has a lot to, a lot of work to do within herself. And I do think that that's something nowadays especially that is hard to realize like that you need to work on things yourself and it's not just everyone else around you and she does seem super self-aware yeah as does luke and that's why i'm like let's go please yeah together okay ash um ash's clip she just like she doesn't feel bad about not giving the 30 second message um, yeah. and then she does say something though, that I was like, you know what? Like, that's pretty fucking valid because Mark asked her, like, what would you said? And she said, why did there need to be other women? Yes. I totally agree. I was like, yeah. yes, Ash. Yes though. It's so yeah. fucking true. And like, Honestly. why did it, why did it take this point for you to realize there should only have ever been one woman and it should have been me? Yep. Yeah. No. Agree. Yeah. When she said that, I was like, Ooh. That, yeah, that was something else right there. Um, yeah. Okay. We are almost done. Mm-hmm. Ashley's clip. Um, so it was difficult. It was like them saying that they love each other. And I know you might have more to say about this than me, mm-hmm. but something that she said that really stuck out to me because I have felt this on a spiritual level She said, like, our seven years together wasn't real at all. And I think, like, I talked about this in our Reality Steve podcast. Um, Like, I was never – now that I'm, like, removed from the situation, like, I was never heartbroken over Evan because I think when someone does you that wrong and betrays you like that, it kind of takes away any feelings that you've ever had for them Mm -hmm. because it's just, like – you're just, like, they're such a horrible fucking human being that it's just, like – you don't have any love for them and you realize it was never real. The thing that's heartbreaking is realizing that you were in a relationship and you thought mm-hmm. you were in love with someone and none of it was real. 
Yeah. Yeah. And when you're an authentic human being and you're genuine and you have a big heart and she seems to be like that, she seems to be empathic and has a big heart and she's kind and she deserves like the world. She's one of those like special human beings that just is such a good soul Yeah, for you to realize like you gave yourself to someone and none of it was real. Like that's fucking devastating. Yeah. I I was like, oh, I, woo, I felt bad for her. No, I do too. And she like looked shocked. Like she was like, um, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, and then I will say like, I hate the circumstances of it, but like, I'm glad that we're seeing emotion from her because at first I was a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. Like straight up, I was about to be like, I'm done with this girl. How, How can you not cry? And then she picked her head up and there was a tear running down her face. And I was like, okay, this leads me to believe that it is genuine. And maybe she just has a hard time showing emotion or she bottles it up or for whatever reason, maybe they don't come out as frequently as other with tears with other people. But I, I'm glad that we're seeing like genuine emotion from her and like concern for her relationship, because I think Mark was getting a little concerned too at one point. It's like, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So, and then one thing, well, I have two more things that I want to say about Ashley's clip. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, we both admitted, like I've checked people's Instagrams. I've been like creeping, trying to get like little detective work. We actually have people sliding in like our DMS, giving us we spoilers, do. not going to say any of those, but one thing I have noticed and it's very clear, no spoilers. It's very clear. Anyone can see it and notice it. Yes. My biggest question now that I'm watching, I'm watching the show. We're seeing how LaSalle's has been treating Ashley. We're seeing what's going down. My biggest question is why are they commenting to each other on Instagram? Like they're, everything's fucking fine and dandy. And they're oh like besties for life. It's embarrassing. It's cringy. And I, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Because I hate comparing myself and my situation, but mine out of everything besides like maybe Kendall and Erica is the most similar situation. And I'm telling you right now, I was following what's his face during Mm -hmm. Evan. I was following Evan during, during, um, TI while it was premiering because I had to, because if we weren't following each other, people would be like, Oh my God, like they're not together. That's the thing. Things are not uh, strict at all anymore. Like, I'm sorry. Like I remember I never, I was told you can't follow any of the singles can't follow like any, like all this stuff. Do not delete any pictures. X, Y, and Z don't post new ones. And I listened because I was scared. People are fucking ruthless. They don't give a fuck. So yeah, while my season was airing, like, yeah, I kept pictures up and I, I kept following him, but I did not like one fucking picture he posted. I did not comment anything. If he commented on my shit, which he did, I did not like it. I did not comment back. Um, no dude. It was like, yeah, nothing. I did not interact with that dude. And the second the show ended is when I blocked him. So I just, Oh yeah. No premiere night. The show premiered and we can get more more into details once we recap season one, but it was like premiere night. The second the premiere ended, like my, one of my best friends, Samantha, she actually took my phone from me and immediately was like checking all my notifications because my phone was fucking blowing up. Yeah. And she took my phone for the night. We blocked him that night. And then it was like the rest is history. Good for you. Fuck that. 
So yeah, so them, I'm just like, why are you guys commenting on each other's shit all the time? Like everything is fine and dandy. Like it's so fucking embarrassing. Like I just don't understand. So that was one thing I needed to say. And Trace isn't on there. Trace isn't commenting, which I find very interesting. Wow. Well, I mean, whew. And then Mark ended it with one of the best quotes ever. Pain brings clarity. Fucking facts. Yes, Mark, with the wisdom. Wait, I need to go back real quick to uh, Edgar's bonfire. Like I'm rewinding a little bit and I'm going to just sum it up quick. Mark said something to Edgar. Are we there yet? Yeah, we skipped. We already passed this. Oh my gosh. Where he said, okay, he said, are you finding, okay, he said something about love, like he brought up love, and then he said, are you finding it here or losing it here? And like, Casey, I'm not kidding, like I actually like choked up, like I was tearing up. I don't know why that quote from him got me so emotional because it really does show what goes down on Temptation Island. Like you straight up can lose and like – I mean, Casey, you know this, like you can literally lose someone you thought you loved and you could also find it as bananas as it sounds, not, it doesn't happen as common, but with someone else. And he literally said, are you finding love here or are you losing it? And you could tell Edgar wanted to cry because he is losing it. And even though he didn't admit it, he did, he's losing it. And I honestly was like, oh my fucking God, Mark, choking me up over here. Yeah. Sorry, I had to that. No, Mark with the one-liners, like, of wisdom, though. Like, Deke is the one-liners of, like, comedy, and then Mark is, like, the one-liners with just pure wisdom. Yes. Okay, so the biggest clip of all, (sighs) Jillian's clip. Freaking grenade. Oh, yeah. So they, like, it was, like, all fine and dandy romantic comedy, like, saying each – they're, like, known each other in past lives. And then, like, boom. And then she was, like, smiling kind of through that. But I'm very intuitive. And even the way that she was smiling, I could tell there was tension in her face. Like, she was trying to smile through it. But then the second, it was, like, boom. Just, like, sex noises. Like, just crazy sex noises. Wait, I can't talk. Just like crazy sex noises. Fucking Edgar just putting it down. <laughs> like you can hear it. But again, again, it's like, I just, I hate saying it, but like, what did you expect, sis? Like, I know. What did you expect? I can't, I like, I'm not, I'm not defending one or the other, but low key, like. She I, I, I expected I, him to just be chilling over there, not doing anything after everything be- she's done. The only thing that I could see as like shocking is that it went from like zero to a hundred. That's the only thing that would shock me. But the actual action, I wouldn't be shocked because dude, like he's been sitting around doing nothing. So I think that maybe like the shocking part was that it literally came out of nowhere and she wasn't expecting it. But can you be upset? I don't think she thought he was capable I think that's the thing. Yeah, I feel like it was yeah. just very shock, like a, a huge shock. She looked actually distraught. And I will say too, another thing, she it's like did. she I didn't like I think that her reaction was very genuine. I think that she oh. she was like, Holy fuck. Like, you know no, what I mean? She really didn't think that that was gonna happen. I think Amazing. she thought like make out, sleep in bed, cuddle. I don't think she ever thought he was gonna have sex with someone else. And all of the girls' reactions. And then Ashley in the back, she was like, Edgar. <laughs> like, <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, 
wait a second. Like, whoa. They were I, all Iris, really I, shook. Iris, Iris was like, Yo. like oh. <laughs> I don't know, though. If you go back and rewatch it, Casey, like, I will say, I don't think Ash looked that shocked. And I actually wrote that in my notes. No, I'll Ash like, Ash didn't look that shocked. Iris was, like, appalled. And then Ashley was genuinely shocked. And she even said that – she said Edgar's name. She was like, Edgar. Edgar like, yeah. Like, shook. But, no, Ash didn't look that shocked. That's what – yeah. I mean, I think the, like, the timing of it and, like, it wasn't expected is shocking. But, like – is the action itself shocking? Maybe to her, yes, because she probably didn't expect it. But I think that, like, yeah, I mean, a person can only um, see so much or handle so much. And I'm not saying yeah. it makes it right, but at the same time, like, a lot was going down prior to that bonfire clip. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, okay, so that kind of wraps it up. Do you have anything else to say? No, no, I think we got everything. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so you guys, this is the end of part two. Um, again, you guys, we're just going to try our best to not do these two parters, but as we're getting farther in the season, it's just getting crazier and crazier and we have a lot to say. So thank you guys for listening. Um, any final thoughts, my dear? No, thank you guys so much. We love the support like always. And, um, we're going to try to get a life update out soon because we know some of you guys have questions and we love you guys. Just thank you so much for the support. Seriously. Alrighty, you guys. So if you guys can go like and follow us on Instagram at it's tempting pod. If you guys have any questions, concerns, um, if you want to sponsor us, our email is it's tempting pod at gmail.com. Go like, and subscribe to Apple podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a review. Anything helps. We love you all. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye.